Hello and welcome to the Create Me podcast. Yeah, this is episode 38 and it's with local artist and illustrator Chris Bissett, better known as Jetpack Dinosaur. We had a really cool chat at the Natalie Room space, you know, we spoke about Chris's um, creative influences, his motivations and what he does and much more. So I hope you guys really enjoy that chat. And as usual, I'll be back at the end of the episode for another little ramble, but maybe about something a little bit different about the birthday specials actually coming up next week. So I hope you guys enjoy this chat and I'll see you soon. episode 38 and yeah this episode I'm really um, chuffed to interview this guest I've been following him for a while on like social media um, it's Chris Bissett that's right isn't it yeah yeah, <laughs> Bissett, first, yeah, yeah. first try yeah. <laughs> um, better known as Jetpack Dinosaur welcome to the show Chris hey yeah thanks yeah. for having me no no worries man I think like you know like getting to speak to you in person because I've seen you out about different kind of things at different times yeah it's kind of like that, not like the bucket list thing, but it's kind of like, oh yeah, that's a ticks that little box. I've yeah, interviewed this guy, you know. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, likewise. Like yeah. when I, when we started, yeah, sharing the podcast, yeah. I was, yeah, spent a lot of time like following them and listening to them when I'm on like kind of midnight cycles and stuff. And every time I'd be like, oh, I'd love to go and sit and have a chat. And yeah. So yeah, 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 it's good to finally catch up. Probably. Yeah, definitely, man. Yeah, I think like, you know, for the listeners and stuff, like, and also I'm quite curious about, like, your early kind of creative journey. We just touched on it briefly off mic, but, like, for the listeners, can you give a bit of, like, a little brief kind of little intro to your kind of creative journey? Okay, yeah. Uh, all right, right back to the very start. When I was like, yeah, it was a nipper. I, like, I remember always drawing. I remember my folks used to keep cereal boxes and stuff, and I'd, like, draw, like, little, like, 2D platform video games and stuff on the back of them. Um, and, yeah, it's, it was, I was, I always remember trying to draw stuff even if it was just like little pictures of Sonic a Hedgehog and uh, yeah. all that kind of rubbish the classic Sonic yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> dude um, and then yeah I was always like doodling stuff when I was at school probably when I wasn't meant to be like margins and all my like jars and stuff were always full of stuff um, so yeah and then I did yeah did art and technical drawing at school so it was kind of balancing the two of those so and I was like probably when I first realised there's a friction between doing real tight graphic stuff and then having a bit more of a sort of creative influence. So I found it weird that the two of them didn't quite marry up as, as much as I thought they would. Um, and then went to college for a year to go and just put a folio together to try and apply to art school. Um, and kind of, you know, I was kind of half-assed it. Like I was more just, I was like, yeah, not quite 18 yet. just wanted to do something for a year before I went off into uni. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I probably didn't fully apply myself, but I threw a folio of some sorts together mm-hmm. um, and then applied, I mean, yeah, applied to do VizCom a few places and didn't even get like interview stage, so I was like, alright, whatever, sack it, I'll go do uni, I'll go do something else yeah. right now. And then even then when I was at uni, I for any excuse I could uh, like shoehorn in some drawings, like when we were doing, when we do like presentations and seminars and stuff and I'd always try and find an excuse to do a bit of, be a, a bit of doodling. What did you do? What did you study at uni? So it was called mass media and communication, okay. which is a really fancy way of just saying like sociology and then a bit of like vocational media stuff. Was that in Aberdeen? Yeah. So I was down in Glasgow oh, actually. Oh, yeah. Oh. Um, so we did. Yeah, you did like a bit of 
lots of like kind of culture study stuff and then um, practical things like a bit of video making, a bit of like radio production, just little bits and pieces of lots. So it was really, really good fun. But then at the end of four years, you come out just like, oh, okay, what are we going to do now? Yeah, and yeah. I had no idea. If anything, I probably left a bit more confused than when I started. Um, and then, yeah, just ran back up here. And then it kind of, I guess, my creative journey kind of dulled down a wee bit. Um, I always drew like little kind of cartoons and stuff for any bands that I was in. Um, it was only really in like 2016, I guess, that it got here. I got, I decided to put myself on Instagram and started kind of throwing myself out there yeah. a bit. And then just started doing like a kind of the, the jetpack daily thing. That's yeah. where, I guess that's where all of this really started. That's yeah. when, that's when I called myself Jetpack Dinosaur and started, yeah. started just, I, I was drawn but never shown anyone. Oh, so this okay. was, you kind of really kept that to yourself a bit and yeah. Yeah, and then you find yourself like, oh, I wish people knew that I like, I could draw. Yeah. So yeah, so just, I, and again, not in terms of like, wanting to be like, show off or anything, I hate that sort of idea. Yeah. It was much more just for like me. I was like, I, I want to do this, I want to try and do this as much yeah. as I can. Right. Um, and that still to like, to now is like, the basis of my quote-unquote reputation, mm -hmm. as it were. Like, folk have seen, like, some of those drawings, and they're like, oh, really, what are you doing? still doing that? And, yeah. um, and it was through that that I got, like, I met Mary and um, got to do one of the painted doors, yeah. and that was, that was pretty much, like, one of the first, like, big pieces of, of art that I'd done. Um, certainly, like, first in, like, a sort of public space. Mm. Uh, that's down off of Market Street, isn't it? It's outside... Um... The market, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's inside market. the market. Yeah, so yeah. it's just around the corner from where the from where Granite Reef was, where I was working at the time. Um, so yeah, that was entirely just down to yeah, just deciding to start firing out drawings as much as I could on yeah. on Instagram. I find it it's, it's a really satisfying tool. I know social media like grates away at all of us. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think you know, because there's no, I don't have to write stuff I don't, I'm not very good at words <laughs> so they were, yeah but, uh, but pictures I can do so. I think yeah definitely I think like the, the Instagram and you know it's just pictures mm -hmm. like, you can put, like, you put a, a, a paragraph and a few hashtags and stuff you know but you can really just put your work out there and stuff you know yeah. and say, like, yeah, this is what I do and stuff and then see the responses and what it's like and stuff but that's interesting that you're saying that because seeing your body of work on Instagram I thought it was like a good few years you know I know it's only like since 2016 yeah I think it's been like it like there's much longer time obviously you've been doing it so I'm guessing there's been like a lot of work you thought okay I'm going to upload this I'm going to upload that that you just had sitting at home maybe yeah it was, it was the opposite it was just a really concentrated period mm -hmm. of just like and what's really strange for me now actually is going back and looking at those old drawings I'm like well there's actually there's a lot of stuff that I remember, either remember differently or I look at it I'm like oh I could I could clean that up a bit now yeah. so I feel like yeah I've kind of a lot of like my skill sets maybe been fast forwarded a little bit or or maybe I'm just a bit more conscious of like trying to keep stuff a bit cleaner or okay. yeah I'm not sure really yeah. Yeah. and where did that name come from Jetpack Dinosaur <laughs> oh that's from yeah, you know what I'd say like I probably shouldn't take credit for it, it was, uh, so I was in uh, this band that I was in um, called called Wall. It was spelt with uh, two square brackets. Yeah. Um, so it was me and a buddy like that, that I worked with when I first moved back up here from, from Glasgow. Um, I don't know where that the actual wording came from. It was the name of a song that we had. Oh, I, and I always really, really liked it. Yeah. Um, actually, I remember setting up like a, a like an art page really briefly before I decided on Japanese Icon. I called it like Broken Biro or something. Oh, and I liked it. was when I was real like super loose and scribbly. Um, but yeah, I didn't stick with that, and then thought I would pinch Jetpack Dinosaur. Yeah. 
and JPDR is like maybe tag and stuff. Mm. Um, yeah, it's funny. Like folk will ask, like, oh, "What's your art name?" And you kind of depending on. <laughs> sometimes there's a bit of a grin when you're like, yeah. "Oh, I don't know." <laughs> it was when I was well, when I was doing those the the fierce beer hopheads actually, yeah. I had to go and pick up this like sheet metal cut out, mm. and, and I had to go to uh, uh, where was the the bar that had the map? Um, Bozen. Mm. That's right. Yeah, so I had to turn there and be like, "Hey, I'm here to pick up one of the hopheads. What's the name?" Uh, Chris, hopefully. Yeah. No, there's nothing here. It's like, uh, okay, it might be under jetpack. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, and you know, obviously, like, I think when people follow you and they see your artwork, it's very, it's a very kind of unique kind of style that you've kind of created, you know, the black, white, and kind of reds, you know, that mm-hmm. you're using. When did that kind of influence and that style come about? Mm, probably a few places. Um, Primarily, as I said, like when I was, um, like I really liked doing like technical drawings and mm-hmm. stuff. So I've always loved like just the like the raw line work and stuff. Yeah. Um, and certainly like using like line rendering. And mm-hmm. um, I'm also like I'm I'm pretty colorblind. Like oh, okay. um, yeah, blue purple is not my friend. Like oh, blue right. navy purple, the whole like red green brown side That's of the really spectrum. Um, anything anything that's got really like muted colours so like a lot of so Mary Butterworth paintings like all of her really nice like wet like yeah. nighttime scenes she's really good at capturing like naturalistic looking light yeah. I can't do that at all okay. like I, I just it's yeah it's it's so so like hard for me to to, to work with yeah. like full colour like that mm-hmm. um, so I just stripped it right back um, and it, obviously like the the big red dot became like part of the what, like, what yeah respect the dot yeah yeah yeah, yeah. praise the red dot yeah. it was I, I mean I know obviously there's a lot of uh, kind of like Japanese and Asian influence stuff mm-hmm. that I, I, I like and it was kind of after the fact the red dot itself was actually more just a like a compositional thing and I really love so black quite red like in terms of um like the like using as a color scheme like primary red when you convert it to grayscale sits like right in the middle mm-hmm. so it does as a kind of a gradient the three of them I feel work works together really well yeah so yeah the the, the whole kind of like yeah Japanese influence thing was kind of after the fact it just so happened that yeah I, yeah I really liked the the way they looked together cool um, yeah I think. Like I look at your work and there's also kind of there sometimes kind of some like kind of futuristic stuff and I remember I think I see one person that I thought like Blade Runner in my mind and mm. why you know and like you said like the Japanese kind of stuff is very like obviously kind of like a heavy influence in what you're doing at the moment or what you've been doing yeah 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 um, I think again I, uh, the whole Blade Runner t- I, I remember the drawing that you mean actually it was yeah. quite a recent one it was a pretty loosely sketch yeah. but I just love this idea of a really like busy like bustling kind of dirty looking future where yeah. it's like nothing's turned out super cool and yeah. shiny and sleek it's all just like it's kind of the same it's just a really yeah. busy polluted city um, and I love in, in terms of, there's a lot of sci-fi writers and, and creators that kind of stick to that kind of like in, in, the, in the far distant future there's still going to be this huge like Asian influence like this Japanese influence yeah. Um, so yeah it's mostly just picking out little aesthetic archetypes and mm-hmm. um, I just think they look real cool yeah. <laughs> really like those big like floating airships and stuff I just right. yeah I just think it looks ace right. yeah, <laughs> I think as well when I remember um, Inspired Nights I think I finished doing my kind of chats and stuff but I think you came later in the day like, yeah. and that's the first time I actually met you in person and I kind of thought and I remember saying like the Afro Samurai stuff as well I oh like, yeah I kind of saw that in your work a bit as well you know like yeah so I actually so there's uh, yeah there's one or two drawings that are I kind of forgotten but they're they're yeah based on the 
what's it called, the Lost Brothers that are in there in Afro Samurai, yeah. that these kind of like old wizened dudes with big elongated yeah. heads. Yeah. yeah, I was talking about this with a friend actually, like story-wise and writing-wise it's probably not aged very well at yeah. all, like because it's a series, <laughs> yeah. but I remember the artwork style, I, just, I really liked all this like really exaggerated line work mm-hmm. and... Um, and the big kind of like chunky cloud shapes yeah. that's one thing one huge thing I've taken from um, from sort of like anime and like yeah. manga, that sort of that, that really kind of chunky like uh, yeah like the like things like like plumes of smoke always have this real like substance it looks like they're made out of lego or something yeah. so I really like this kind of angular thing I really really like that mm-hmm. that's just an element so I use that an awful lot yeah so you mentioned before obviously like you know um like since 2016 you kind of got more into that kind of focus on what you're doing making that as a career and how have you kind of found that kind of transition obviously working part-time but also kind of pushing the art stuff more a bit yeah um so yeah i mean through through 2016 i don't think i ever thought i'd be trying to push it as like a, a career certainly yeah. not like a sole means of income mm-hmm. i think i was kind of surprised when people started asking more and more like did you make print stuff i was like oh not really i just do a few drawings yeah and then I was like, well, it'd be stupid not to. So I started doing a few. Um, and then it was this time last year when, um, so when the uh, when Grant Reef closed, I was kind of flung into, uh, there was an opportunity just to be like, I could give this a try full time and see what happens. So it's been, it was a real, like, it was just, a, I knew I had pretty much a year to play around with it and just like see what I can, like what I can do. Yeah. And it's all just been like a super steep learning curve. Mm-hmm. Like everything, any whether you get something right or whether you get something wrong, like all those experiences at once, I think are mm-hmm. are invaluable. And it, it's more, it's weird. You chase opportunities and stuff, but it's all fluke. It's all just, it just happens by chance. Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. So like some of the biggest things that like so earlier this year doing the the Stonehaven Beer Festival, mm-hmm. like the the mural for that. It was pure chance, like somebody happened to like see it on social media somewhere and just get in touch and be like, Oh, you should totally see if they need you for this. And it was because it was so last minute and I was I was fortunate enough to not have any other sort of work commitments at the at that time. Um so yeah, it's yeah, there's there's always so much to learn in terms of like keeping yourself motivated and like chasing opportunities. Yeah, I'm not sure there's a right or wrong way, just keep plugging away. So how do you keep yourself motivated? <laughs> <laughs> I should say this as well, we're having a couple of beers as well, guys. So like, of course, yeah. at the end of a working day. Yeah. Um, this is great. I remember, I distinctly remember listening to the podcast you did with Sharin and you asked yeah. the same question yeah. and she had the same response of just okay. like, <laughs> what? <laughs> um, oh man, I really, I really don't know. Uh, I think, I think a lot of it is to do with like, you like outside of the arts life as long as you keep yourself fairly busy fairly active keep the headspace ticking over it's real easy it's real easy to stagnate mm-hmm. um but little little things like little victories setting little small goals yeah. so rather than rather than have i'm really bad for like having an enormous to-do list if you mm-hmm. i think if you do that to yourself you just end up fright you just you, you stood at the bottom of this mammoth overwhelmed yeah. yeah yeah exactly yeah you're stood at this like bottom of this mountain of stuff you know you're gonna get through so just kind of cut it down into you know realistic little like games and mm-hmm. um and I, I i think one of the most important things is keeping keeping kind of on on the pulse of what everyone else is up to i find that really really inspiring yeah 
again, so the, the temptation was to lock myself away and be like, right, I've not done any work for like a week or so, so I'm doing nothing this weekend other than drawing. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of you, you, doing anything, like forcing yourself to do that is... Sometimes it's, it, you know, if you've, like urgency breeds motivation. Sometimes yeah. you just have to if you've got a deadline coming up. But I think it's really important to kind of keep it, yeah, a little bit less less stressful and try and... Yeah, share as soon as you share like a story of like, oh, I had a bit of an intense week. I'm not done very much. Mm-hmm. And if someone else, if someone else says like, yeah, me too. I'm really sad. It's immediately it kind of softens it, and you realize it's not. You it's don't. Kind of, yeah, it's kind of like reassuring. I think there's that thing like I said to you off mic. Like a lot of people, you know, who are doing kind of those interesting, creative things in Aberdeen. Like you've got to factor in life as well mm-hmm. beyond whatever your creative outlet is. You've got to kind of like manage your. If you've got like a full time job or if, like you know friends and family, everyone's got things going on. But it's kind of cool what you're saying is actually don't put these like pressures on yourself because yeah. let's get there, build up and build up and build up and there's yeah. kind of that repeated cycle of like, shit, I haven't done anything. I shouldn't have done anything. Like, yeah, you know? yeah. I should, I should definitely point out by no means does that mean like, oh, just take it easy. Yeah. Just have it. Like, no, come <laughs> on. You have to put the work in you, as well. you got to have a, yeah, you got to have the work ethic. And you know what? Having a good work ethic I think keeps you motivated as well because you feel like you, if you put some hours in, you make something you're proud of, then, or even if you put hours in and you get halfway through it, or if you put the hours in and you're not that stoked on it, mm-hmm. keep hold of it anyway. The next day, you might see where you went wrong and you can rework it again. Um, yeah, I, I think, man, I think one of the other main really important things is just to keep keep drawing, not like not letting yourself let up, like just keep the hands warmed up. It's like, a, I find it's like anything else. So, like, I do, yeah, like, I, you know, I play drums and I love like skateboarding stuff. Those two are exactly the same. If you if you don't skate for a week or two weeks, when you go back, you're kind of rusty, and you get that kind of that little anxious voice at the back of your head. It's just like, oh man, I'm not, I'm not totally feeling this. Yeah. Like, maybe we could just have another night off, and that's when that's that slippery yeah. slope of just letting it, mm-hmm. like go easy on yourself, but not not too easy, like, yeah, because yeah. then it's then it's really hard to get started again. Mm-hmm. Getting started, the the energy it takes to restart rather than maintain a bit of momentum is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So do you think you're kind of like in a good kind of even kill on what you're doing between like the work life and also like creating stuff as well now? Uh, oh, actually, right now, like probably, probably not. I've actually just spent the last, like I say, like I, I, I chucked myself into a bit of part-time work mm-hmm. and then I actually filled up most of the rest of the time with more part-time work. Just I've actually just given myself a, a little working holiday <laughs> from the art life and then was like, oh, yeah, I'll do October at the same time. I'm, I think I'm now like 13 days behind on October. Right. I got the bet. I'm not even sweating, man. I'll get that finished by the 31st. Nice, nice. <laughs> um, but I do feel that like I've, I've kind of, yeah, took a little step back just for like a month or so mm-hmm. just to kind of like, yeah, get back on the ground for a bit just with regular work and just ease off of it. I think it's, I think it's good. I think I've, I've now got more of an idea of what I want to do between now and the end of the year, yeah. and it's much more like realistic of what I can actually, how long stuff takes, and what I can actually, yeah, what, what I can create. Yeah. So yeah, I think. So yeah, I'm maybe not creating as much this right. last month, but um, I'm certainly yeah. I think the headspace is a lot better oh. for it, and a lot a lot more realistic, which again makes things more achievable, which. Yeah. Hopefully, in turn, we'll keep my motivation fairly high yeah, for between yeah. now and the end of the year, at least. And you was like, was it back in September? He was out speaking to youth at school. Oh yeah, yeah, that was that was just yeah, last uh, just the end of last month. Yeah. So I went out to again. This was this is all sheer fluke. Mm-hmm. This was so like my old boss happens to work with someone who's 
fiance is the art teacher at Cambridge. So it's like the three degrees of separation. Yeah. And he was literally just like, oh, she's, she was really, really keen to get uh, a kind of a very contemporary feel to the, obviously you've got to follow the curriculum. Yeah. But you need to keep it current. And it's, like you said, like Aberdeen is like, the stuff's going on right now. Yeah. And it's, it's finally given some sort of spotlight that deserves. Um, so yeah, the art department out at Cabinet wanted just somebody to come in who'd had a bit of experience with, well, with everything really. With I mean, she wanted to do a load of street art stuff. Mm-hmm. The, the younger kids are studying um, Keith Haring just now as one of their okay. artists. Oh, yeah. So I was immediately like, that's rad. Yeah. This, and it's, there's an immediate link to like skate culture right there. So I was, yeah, I was immediately hyped on that. Right. That was ace. Um, and then also the older kids are uh, really interested in like they're they're developing their own style just now and they're kind of stepping away from that kind of school art thing so it's really interesting to see like how they feel about trying to take that and do something with it for Mm. themselves so a lot of them are some of them are real kind of clued up already they just you give them materials and they just make stuff yeah and you just look at them you're like you're you're gonna nail it at art school like you absolutely this is you're kind of that sort of career academic artist like, <laughs> they're made for it and then you got other kids that are they're kind of maybe a bit sort of like either like shy and quiet but they really want to do like they were desperate to know about like freelancing and they were kind of yeah. not sure how to ask right. they were just like how do you how do you do it yeah and you're and it's weird i was just literally like i don't know kids yeah. i don't give you the answer i know yeah but just just trying to I mean you, you they live in an age now where they're they're fluent on all this social media stuff. I see, yeah, they're more clued up a bit, I think, even more so than my generation, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's it's just it's like convincing them that they have the tools at their disposal to yeah. to really throw themselves out there. Mm-hmm. Um But then I, I guess that comes with the the downside being you've got to try and separate yourself from the from the thousands of others that are gonna try and yeah, get it. Yeah. Um but anyway, yeah, so the older kids were, they were maybe a bit more kind of switched on about like asking about, yeah, the actual kind of, yeah, yeah the, the sort of grown-up side of things. And I was just honest with them, I was just like, oh, I, I kind of know, I don't really know. The younger ones were maybe a bit more blunt, they were straight up just like, how much money do you make? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, kid, you're not, you're not going to be a millionaire. You might be, yeah. the, the, you know, the, the very few artists who do yeah, get yeah. super famous, mm-hmm. but... I think I'm, I'm really impressed upon them that that's not, it shouldn't be your aim, it shouldn't oh, be yeah. why you do it. Yeah. Not just from a kind of, you know, we should all be a little bit more humble and um, I, I don't think the whole, I was telling them, there's that amazing quote where it's like, you'll have a rich life, you might not necessarily be wealthy, mm. but you'll have a rich life. They're not fussed about that, they don't yeah. care. Yeah. They, want, they want those like weird sneaks and they want <laughs> yeah. their like, they want their supreme goods and stuff. Yeah. So it was, it was cool to just tell them, it was like, like you, you kind of have to love the process, you have to love every bit of it. You gotta love like creating stuff. You gotta like people just liking your work and not necessarily buying anything. You gotta like all of it. Otherwise, yeah. Otherwise, you'll just you'll just you know, you yeah. I think you know what kind of comes up for me speaking to like just speaking to yourself now and those other people, and this is kind of like you know if you really have that passion and you actually enjoy what you're doing mm-hmm. and you're so motivated by what you're doing, the kind of financial thing doesn't seem to really kind of factor in your thought process. You're creating, you know, it's nice to get paid and all that stuff, but like if you're saying like right. And it's going to earn this amount of money by this end of this month. It's just kind of like you're putting this really unrealistic pressure on yourself and stuff like that, I kind of think. Yeah, I think this is where the, the tension really lies because it's, mm. it's all well and good to sit and be like, yeah, you shouldn't be driven by money, you should just really love it. Mm. But if you're trying to make a career out of it, yeah. that's... It, you have that, to make a living. Yeah, you have yeah. to be realistic. Yeah. So the main thing there is, yeah, I, I, oh, mm, yeah. <laughs> just keep, like... 
everyone that I've spoken to has been immensely helpful. Like loads of folks that you like you've had on, like like Katie Guthrie, she's killing it just now. But yeah. it's because she works her ass off. Yeah. Like she's just constantly chasing stuff. She's really productive. Um, yeah, so she's just yeah, she's yeah, she's she's on it, plenty. So you just gotta yeah, just gotta do that. Yeah, so I guess it's like you know, it's kind of just doing your thing, isn't it? And it's kind of like, and I think obviously for you, you probably see like the more you create, the more like you know your style's getting sharper to you, and people are noticing stuff and that, and the, mm. the more stuff you put out there on Instagram or Facebook, and you're getting that more kind of noticing, the more likes and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think, yeah, then the main thing I think from that is not, not to be too proud to say that you have to sideline something else. Mm-hmm. So it's not, I, it, there was a moment where I was just like, if I get part-time work, I'm kind of not doing the full-time art life. Cool. If, mm-hmm. if I need to do something else to make sure that I can like, pay my bills, that's, that's fine. Yeah. But if anything, that's, like I said, it's going to take the stress out of the creative process itself. Um, so yeah, I think it's real important to yeah, remember that it's, if you do need to do something else to just kind of top up your funds, then cool yeah. like do that it's absolutely not a, it's not a defeat in any in any terms mm-hmm. um, and yeah I mean yeah so like something like the the Kennedy thing like I, I loved doing that it certainly wasn't like a, I didn't like sort of be like cool I can retire for the month then like yeah. it's, that's that's not at all the motivation behind yeah. that um, but it's something I absolutely like I didn't even think twice about like you mm-hmm. said like you don't you don't factor in oh well I've got to take two days off of my working day mm-hmm. No, I, that's that's me giving back to those kids. I yeah. a friend of mine, um, is my studio partner actually, Andy. He he stays out in Kintore. He, I have to thank him an awful actually. Like he's he's his little the shed studio is full of all sorts of contraptions and tools oh. and and it, all the kind of like woodblock stuff and lino print stuff that I played with is in, entirely down to, to to his input oh, okay. and his like him having the, the the materials at his disposal and he's. Yeah, so I, I owe him an awful lot. But he, he pointed out in words, like, those kids will totally remember you for, for years and years oh, yeah, and years. Yeah. And I hadn't really thought about it like that, I think. It was, there was a moment where I was in the class, I was like, I drew out a quick, like, key-tearing figure. And they were all like, whoa, this is cool. I was like, this is nice. I like that I can still impress 12-year-old yeah, dudes with little drawings. Yeah, it was, it was, it was cool. Um, I think that's a really kind of cool feeling or, like, experience to kind of do that, you know, go and speak to, like, youngsters and be like a positive influence on that yeah. as well, you know? Like, yeah, if, if if like two of them like suddenly keep, like keep drawing, then yeah. you've, you've, yeah, it's been a victory. But the, yeah, so the, the teacher Hannah actually said there was, there was a couple of kids that really, they were, they tend to be quite quiet in the department, but as soon as they saw, I think as soon as they see that somebody has tr- either tried or somebody has succeeded to any extent yeah. of just doing artwork full time, mm-hmm. they're suddenly like, so it, so it is possible. And yeah. then they start asking little things and, Kind of come out of the shell. There was one kid who's doing like a his project, something to do with like kind of like street writing style. Right. And I was like, that's that's rad. That's yeah. really cool that you're doing this already, like at school level. Yeah, so yeah. just keep at it. And he had a few. He kind of wasn't really sure how to ask, but he was like, how do you like how do you just keep doing this? And you're like, dude, you just have to keep going on. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you're pleased with it, then someone else will be down the line yeah. and they'll ask about it, and then it will it will slowly snowball from there. But mm. the aim should always just to be pleased with your work. Right. Yeah. 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 No, awesome, man. I, like, I think last time um, Gary Kemp from Joint Skateboards was here, after we did like a hip hop Dean special with Honk, and oh, yeah. afterwards he was like, oh yeah, because, you know, this is the day actually we, uh, the interview was um, the day he was kind of released the, the new deck and mm-hmm. the t shirts and the hoodies and stuff. And 
Um, he said, oh, you need to get Chris on something. like, yeah, that's the plan, man. We're trying to get that to happen. <laughs> but, like, how did that kind of project come about with um, Gary? So, yeah, so he'd been, he'd already done, like, a, like one or two collabs. Yeah. And I'd, uh, uh, obviously, yeah, I mean, like, being, like, part of the kind of skate community and mm-hmm. stuff, I, like, I kind of kept up with what he was doing. And then I think, uh, I think I messaged him just being like, this is really cool, man, like, um, really down with what you're doing if you ever I think I'd suggested loosely like I wasn't wasn't at all like chasing like get me but do yeah. something right now it was more like a, if you ever want to do anything like let me know I'd yeah. love to get involved and it, he's like his very positive response immediately he was like oh yeah definitely it's definitely yeah. so I was like okay cool this is this will probably happen at some yeah. point um, and then it just yeah, it took a while just with like with scheduling and um, obviously he's like he's busy working and stuff as well and he's, he's hand screening all this stuff yeah um, so we got we knew like we knew immediately like I think it was early early this year maybe like March April something like that we had our like first meeting yeah, it must have been a bit later maybe May mm-hmm. pre summer anyway and as soon as we we sat down and like books and beans and chat for like five minutes and it was like should we do this graphic yeah, yeah. okay cool oh, yeah. so it was like a kind of a throwback to the the original version of the that we skated with the umbrella I'd done as a t shirt when I was at Granite Reef. It's weird again looking at that drawing. It's like from twenty fourteen, oh, okay. and I was like, "Whoa, this is real like messy." Yeah. Or like, it's it's cool, but yeah. It, yeah, it's it's so so different. So yeah, I redrew, and I'd redrawn it again. At, I think for October the year before, mm-hmm. so I slightly tweaked it, and then we chucked a wee like Doric X GPDR thing yeah. at the bottom, um, and I I used like an old Lino print whale for like the for the front logo, like just to change the O in Doric. So we'd sat on it for quite a while. We kind of knew, like the whole summer, like this is this is the graphic we'll do, and yeah. it was just, it was like no no stress on your hand, man. Like you can screen those. It's gonna, it's gonna be tricky. So you can you <laughs> yeah. know, whenever whenever you're good, that's yeah. fine. Um. So yeah, and I really I kind of I kind of like that he's he's like like he's collaborated with like a kind of local like local skateboarder. That sounds a bit naff, but yeah. it's yeah, it's kind of like a, a link to the kind of younger crowd because a lot of his. A lot of his homies are kind of like older dudes who are yeah, like getting yeah. back into skating, yeah. or or the opposite, or they're like they're kind of young kids who, mm. whose whose parents are used to skate and they're hyped on it. Yeah, um, and obviously it's got his his very kind of like local in terms of his like mm-hmm. his graphics, like a little Rowie and like the natural like Bonacord, like yeah, yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, um, so yeah, it just seemed like a really natural like collaboration to mm-hmm. do I'm really really happy with how it all turned out yeah that like, looked really cool man like, the way it turned out yeah awesome. yeah he's, he did a great job mm-hmm. the, he actually made a few just like um, prints on like recycled paper as oh, well yeah. um, so they all came out looking amazing and the reset again the reception was amazing like everyone picked them up pretty quick yeah they did uh, I remember seeing some things online so how quickly they were going as well so it was like yeah. I was kind of like really kind of happy when there's like two local kind of guys or you know people local to Aberdeen they're doing something and people are connecting with it yeah you know, it resonates well and stuff and that's kind of like thumbs up to that so that's really cool you know I think it's cool that it resonates with like quite a wide group so it's yeah. not just like the kind of skate community mm-hmm. like he's, he just seems to be pretty tight with the with like the kind of local makers yeah. of stuff yeah, really. yeah 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 um so yeah I, I think it's all just out of his like endless positivity like yeah. it's just yeah Oh, definitely, man. No, no, that's really cool. And obviously, that project that you guys did. Are you kind of open up? To, are you open to the kind of doing more collaborations down the line, like going into the new year as well? Uh, yeah. So my, I mean, I where I am just now, I kind of yeah, I want to do more big alfresco pieces. I want to do some more paintings outside and more paste ups. And 
I, you know what? This like take as I say, taking a bit of a break from um, trying to force the the full time art life. Yeah. I think I'm leaning away from from having like disposable things and mm-hmm. like you know like. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't as 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 much as I like like tactile like either prints on tees or mugs or stuff. I, I don't know if I don't know if maybe that's the best like the best medium for for a lot of the work that I'm, especially stuff I'm really proud of. It's more like it's the work. I'm, like if I'm really proud of a piece, I'd rather just have like ten of them yeah. or or just one offs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, in terms of collaborations, like, I'd love to do some like big outdoor paintings or like. Um, yeah, 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 anything really. Like, okay. Yeah, see what comes up. Yeah, awesome. Like, and so, I guess it's kind of touching on just the previous question. Like, what do you think is kind of next for you, or what you, what you kind of like for the new year? Because I know we're only in October, it feels like the year's gone so quick. So I was kind of thinking, like, if only two months kind of thing left of the year, going into January and beyond, what do you think, like, you kind of got on the books, or what you can kind of. I'd like to kind of really kind of do this and stuff. Yeah, I think after after doing the stuff at Kemney, like I yeah. really I really want to get into doing more like workshoppy things. Oh, okay. I think it's really 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 fun to do. I find it like really satisfying. Um, so yeah, I think as much as much of that sort of like outreach stuff, anything where it's like giving back. Mm-hmm. And if I if I give myself the stability of having like maybe a bit of part time work on the side, and then doing the odds sort of commission and like bits and pieces of the odd like sort of bigger project. Hopefully that will give me enough balance that I've got the time, or like that I can make the time to then go into doing a bit more, um, yeah, kind of like workshopy stuff. Cool. Even at like the so the inspired on the green nights, like just having like a few of a, a few of the artists there, like just making things or because yeah. we've got the the legal spot just right around the corner from yeah. the green, so there was like immediately I started doing some paste up stuff there. These kids were like, whoa. they were they were really and they they immediately wanted to try it there and then. It was yeah. like, oh, we kind of. I can't just give you some pain and let you go nuts, but I feel like there's something there. So certainly, like the way the art scene is in Aberdeen just now, it's like exploding, and mm-hmm. rightly so. It's getting the actually, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, so I think yeah, I think I want to try and get in and do a bit more like kind of workshopy stuff. Um, it's also like it's been an entire year since I did just a, an exhibition. Like it was it was this time last year or roughly that I did a, a solo exhibition at Food right. Story. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I should. I should get a new a new body of work together. Okay. Cool. Yeah, some nice like rootsy organic like some woodcut prints yeah. and some some bigger bolder pieces I think would be really good. Mm-hmm. Um and then yeah, hopefully keep doing like like live drawing at like club nights and stuff is always super fun as well. You get such a nice response and you feel like you're actually like part of an event and it's not just it's not just kind of like I'm trying to think of the word it. I don't, yeah, I think it, I think it's because you you feel like you're actually like there's a there's there's a thing happening there, and it you get you kind of yeah painting actively for a few hours, yeah. and people, people like seeing the process. And I say I think you must kind of see some people you know when you've done the inspired nights at the green, some people talking to you, or some people just kind of just standing there and looking or taking pictures and stuff, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. the sneaky ones that take photos. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got a bit of a fear of getting my photo taken. So if, if they can take a photo at the back of my head, that's cool. Oh, I'm <laughs> down for that. If I'm busy working and frowning away, I've seen those things. I've got a, such a like an angry little like concentrating face. But <laughs> Is that the people? That's why people say like, not with these kind of bothering you. Like, <laughs> Maybe bother actually, it. yeah. <laughs> well, that's be so strange because like I don't think anyone thinks I'm like especially unapproachable. Mm. Like the opposite, but yeah, I think when I'm. Like, when I'm in drawing with it, it's, it's pretty serious. I'm like, <laughs> like an inch from the page as well. So, yeah, yeah. yeah I think um, one thing you touched on just when we were talking about, you know, 
the, all the kind of positive changes happening in Aberdeen in terms of like the art and culture and stuff and like you know and I kind of see you as a person very much involved in that as well so how do you think like you know and I guess the years to come the years ahead how do you think like as creators in Aberdeen how do you think that we can maintain that that interest so yeah certainly the last few years it's suddenly it suddenly just feels like for a city that's got yeah two unis in art school it should it should look like yeah. it and I think now it's maybe maybe it's just giving more, as I said like giving more of the spotlight that it deserves it's funny so yeah when John we was chatting about it it's like oh there's loads going on just now and he, I, I can always sense that he's a bit like there's always been loads going on it's yeah. just like now it's suddenly getting the recognition it yeah. deserves yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah I mean yeah the, the things like the Painted Doors project have like really really changed I love that they're doing like little events down on the green and stuff. Yeah. the green it's a cool little place yeah. I love that it's now getting there's, there's more stuff just happening mm-hmm. so it becomes like a bit of a hangout and there just seems to be loads more kind of markets yeah. and more just yeah opportunities for, for makers and creators of all mm-hmm. sorts of stuff to just kind of get themselves out there and it's really accessible so you don't have to be I mean, I, I only have the kind of loosest understanding of it because I didn't go to art school, but it's, you don't have to be in the know with like certain groups. I think it's, yeah. it's, I think it's broadening a lot. It's becoming a bit less kind of, cliquey is not the word I want to use, but yeah, you know, you don't, you don't have to be like a member of a society to be invited along to do this show yeah. that will then be certain alumni will be invited along. It's like, it's kind of to get, get rid of that whole yeah. side of it. Um, I feel like it's, it's opening up and becoming a lot yeah, more accessible. Yeah, that's one thing I definitely recognise about the kind of creative community in Aberdeen is very welcoming. You know, it's very much like, okay, somebody's kind of doing this in the city. Like, you know, it's not like, oh, you're not part of our group kind of thing. It's like, oh no, open arms. I, we'll see what they're about and stuff. I yeah. support them and stuff, you know. And that's like, I definitely kind of recognise doing the podcast as well, you know. So, yeah. yeah. And then the, the the amount of like all the the kind of legal walls like mm-hmm. the, I know the Throw Up Gallery and, and, and those um, those dudes are kind of involved with just having spaces that they can use mm-hmm. um, so you don't have to go and potentially go and get in trouble yeah, because yeah. you're painting on the side of the boards at Woman Hill apparently mm-hmm. that's not allowed it's <laughs> begging for it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. I actually really like the the new art role where it's just like nothing granite because I know it's quite limiting but then you're always like as soon as there's something you're like that's boarded up cool yeah. that's fair game like yeah. you can take you can paint on it and if you don't like it you can take that bit of wood off yeah. <laughs> that was a cool one actually the, uh, the kids were desperate at candidates and say is what you do illegal and they were really disappointed and I was like no, no. <laughs> the first big piece I did was very much legal it was very commissioned mm. um, so yeah uh, until uh, we were at the last Inspired on the Green thing and I got told off by the butcher I was about to go and paint some, paste up something on the back of his door oh. and he came out with a big grin on his face yeah. saying nope I think he knew fine well he didn't have anything on him but he knew mm. I knew he was the butcher and I knew he had some sharp cleavers on the other side of that door so there was no argument yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know I think yeah it's definitely like you know you know having like legal spaces and stuff is is, is I guess it's kind of a thing that other cities in the UK have been doing for a while and if happening can uh, definitely expand on that more I think you know there'll be more colour yeah Yeah. I think at the same time I think it's kind of a shame that we have to rely on Mm -hmm. a space to be certified as legal I think it'd be if if maybe they soften up a bit on but then it's like yeah well then you don't want people drawing all over the the great famous grey rocks (laughs) yeah um but yeah, I think I think just having more spaces like that just increases the the kind of exposure to it, mm-hmm. which hopefully kind of plants the seed with the kind of younger crews that are upcoming. That's it, yeah. Um, and then 
Yeah, hopefully it's kind of... Yeah, hopefully it just keeps spreading. Mm-hmm. Even just little things like... Uh, the Yeah, so watching the, the new art documentary, actually, and I mean, Martin at one point noticed he was, like, walking around the city when he first got here, mm-hmm. the first new art, and it's little things that he would pick up on, like, the lack of stickers and stuff, mm-hmm. on just, like, just little, like, posts. Just yeah. little, like, I'm here, I've yeah. been here as well. Mm-hmm. Which is weird. I, I hadn't really thought about it until... When, so, again, when I was 2016, I started doing a lot more drawing. And as soon as I started putting the odd sticker up, you suddenly started noticing them everywhere more, and you're like, yeah. oh, I've not put one over there. And yeah, it's... Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So, I think... I, I, it's probably just me that's noticing a bit more now, but I think if everyone else starts noticing those little things as well, then yeah. it's, it's it's bound to, to grow. And, yeah. um, and then hopefully it gets this, it continues to get the same sort of support from from the sort of council side of things. Like, yeah, hopefully having yeah. power just continues to get some cool opportunities going. Definitely, man. Yeah. No, I definitely look forward to kind of seeing like you know your future projects and the future work that you put out there as well. Um, yeah. For obviously, I think I guess in like people listening who follow you would obviously know where to find you and stuff, you know. But for the, some people who are probably listening out parts of the world, um, yeah, yeah, where can they find you like on social media and stuff? So yeah, Instagram is my is is my thing. So yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. Jetpack Dinosaur on Instagram. I do I do share on Facebook as well, but I, I don't have like a, a Facebook specific page yeah, for like a personal account. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I do I do have a, an online shop which is actually it's in maintenance mode just now because I've run out of like prints and stuff mm-hmm. and so I'm in the midst of kind of yeah recalibrating that as it were so now that I've I've finished my working holiday of being back at full time work I'm going to yeah chuck myself back into the deep end mm-hmm. um, but yeah Instagram is, is the best place to, to get me um, right. for any kind of like either collaborations or if people want to get prints ordered or if they just want to say hi right. yeah yeah that's nice right, nice one but no thank you Chris so much for coming on the podcast oh, man, thank you so really much for having me yeah. so, you know this is episode 38 and yeah I hope you guys enjoyed our chat and I'll be back with episode 39 so So yeah, that was episode 38. What do you guys think? I really enjoyed catching up with Chris. Um, Bumped into him a few times in town at different kind of events. So it was really cool to sit down with him and find out kind of like about his kind of creative journey and what motivates him to do what he does. So thanks, Chris, for coming on the podcast. And also thank you for bringing through some beers. Definitely needed on that after a busy work day. So yeah, moving forward, episode 39 is actually going to be a two-part special, and that's because it's going to be the podcast's birthday, the first year of me rambling in the Dean. So yeah, um, I'm going to say, like, brace yourself, guys. But it's going to be a really cool chat. Um, Part one features John Reed. Mary Butterworth and Jenny Hood and that's going to be out on Monday the 5th of November and part 2 features Elaine Coville, Lauren Aitchison and Emily Utter and that's going to be out on Thursday the 8th of November so yeah um, really cool chats man I really enjoyed it kind of catch up with people that I interviewed previously um, so yeah I think I don't know what else to kind of do to kind of mark the occasion of celebrating um the Create Me podcast for birthday, but I'm open to suggestions anyway, but I think it's kind of like maybe next year, if we're still doing this and we're still going from strength to strength, then maybe I'll kind of think about doing a live kind of second year podcast birthday thing. But yeah, I hope you guys, you know, enjoyed, you know, this episode. And also if you did you to catch up with previous chats, go ahead because they're all available on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Podcast Addict, TuneIn Radio and Player FM. 
that's a lot of um, platforms to listen to the podcast on. So yeah, I'll catch up with you guys next week, um, Monday, for the um, start of the podcast's birthday celebrations. All right, I'll see you then.